Welcome to another episode of National Energy Talk. I'm Mark Stansbury. Our guest today has uh, won an Academy Award for Godfather II, uh, nominated for Apocalypse Now, worked with Francis Ford Coppola in several movies through the years, an Emmy Award winner. I could go on and on about Gray Fredrickson. Gray has done some great things for Hollywood but and for uh, those that watch film, but also for our great state of Oklahoma. Welcome, Gray. And I also worked with Mark Stansberry. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that, Gray. That means a lot to me. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, people are going to ask, why Why have uh, a, a great producer in the movie business being on a, a national energy talk uh, about talking about energy? Well, we've worked together on two films uh, about energy, and, and I really want to go back, Gray, uh, my goodness, we started together, you know, talking about getting involved in the movie business. And this was back in 2001. And I met Gray a couple of years before that. I guess time you were moving back to Oklahoma at a at a chamber event. And uh, we became friends. And then it wound up that uh, we decided to work together. And you might tell, you know, when, when we first got involved, there was there was no really film industry. Now, Mark showed up at my office one day with some calling cards, personal cards, and it said, Gray Mark Productions. <laughs> Gray and Mark. I thought, that's a cool name. He said, yeah, we're gonna, let's start a movie company, which we did. And we ended up making uh, six or seven movies through that company. We eventually took it public and uh, sold stock. And it did. people who bought the stock in that company all made money. Uh, kind of unusual in the movie business because most independent film companies struggle to even make money, and it takes so long for a movie to turn around and get the money back. But we were able to become public, and and uh, the public vehicle is what allowed us all to make uh, a nice little uh, profit on that uh, that initial Graymark production company. Well, it's really interesting because you continue uh, through through the years at OCCC, I want to say Oakland Community College, but OCCC, and, and I think of all the effort you put there because that was, you know, back in 2001, when we first got started. I mean, it was, there was nothing going on. I mean, we couldn't get, in fact, we'd see script after script and talk to different actors and, and we were trying to get the movie industry to look at Oklahoma and we really, we struggled. I remember and then, of course, then we went public after a couple of years, like you talked about. Uh, I appreciate all your efforts through the years. I mean, even getting the tax credit was your effort. Uh, I helped you some, but you, you led the effort. Thanks, thanks to you, we did that. I worked with the, the state chamber, and I became like a uh, lobbyist, I guess, because I was going up to the Capitol every day, going to the legislators uh, knocking on their doors and saying, let me talk to you about the movie business. If you'd give us a rebate on money they spend here, we can attract some business here. And we got the first rebate passed. It was called the uh, Compete with Canada Act, because at, the, at that time, 20 years ago, all Hollywood productions were running to Canada because the rates were, the exchange rate was favorable. And Canada gave all kinds of incentives and rebates if you brought a production to the uh, the country. And uh, now, of course, other states picked up on what we were doing. And the next one to do it was Louisiana. And our rebate was 15%. And then Louisiana kicked theirs up to 20 or 25. Then New Mexico got a rebate. And now 
the big one, the big, uh, the big dog in the race is Georgia. And they give a huge rebate. And so it, it has been a, a financial boom for Georgia. But in the meantime, our little rebate has kept growing. And we've, uh, like Mark, like you said, we started this uh, production education program. I went to OU for a couple of years to teach school, teach classes. And I found out that the professors down there, none of them had ever been on a movie set. And so we started here at the Oklahoma City Community College because it's more of a vocational kind of setting. And we started teaching all the, the camera and sound and production design and grip and electric and uh, post-production and editing. And uh, slowly built the program up. So now we have uh, two to 300 kids a semester coming through. And Oklahoma now has about uh, an average of three pictures shooting at any given time here in the state. There's, there's smaller pictures, they're lower budget pictures, because the rebate wasn't large enough until just recently. Now they've gotten a larger rebate, and they've got a new movie studio called Prairie Surf Studios, who, by the way, they were my interns when I first came back here in Oklahoma. And they've built a movie studio there of over a million square feet that's fabulous. So hopefully that's going to take off and start bringing bigger productions, and maybe we can be another Georgia or a little mini Georgia. But it all started with Mark Stansbury and... uh, NBE, I guess, and uh, Oklahoma City Community College. Well, a big effort from Gray, for sure, and I uh, appreciate that. But, you know, we, we owe you here in the state a great uh, deal of celebration and, and uh, respect for all the things you've done for us, Gray. And uh, I'm really thankful that we, we matched up about actually 20 years ago, September 1st, is when we kicked off Graymark Productions. So a little over 20 years today is December, is, uh, we're, we're talking in December, recording this in December of 2021. So congratulations on 20 years working together. And my goodness, the history you have going all the way back to production manager of the Good, Bad, and Ugly to Godfather movies, all three Godfather movies, Apocalypse Now, The Outsiders, what a history and what you've done for not only the movie production business, but for our state. And we're really appreciative of that. In fact, congratulations, Soundstage. Uh, first Soundstage at, uh, at down, downtown uh, is named uh, after Gray Fredrickson, Gray Fredrickson Soundstage. So that's how far it's come from a one-room office that we both were working out of to a multi-million-dollar operation as far as uh, activity here in the state. So thanks. Uh, we we matched up Gray on on uh, different things through the years. One is energy, and uh, your dad was in the oil and gas industry. And my grandfather, yeah, my grandfather was uh, vice president of Oklahoma Natural Gas Company. And I uh, was one of the founders of that company. And my dad was an oil man. And uh, I still get all these little checks for $50 from here and there from McGrady County or McLean County. I don't know what they are, but I cash them. <laughs> but there's some kind of oil things. And, uh, but I don't know much about the oil business. But Mark and, you know, we remember we teamed up on a movie about uh, an Oklahoma oil man who was my best friend growing up named uh, Robert Hefter. Bobby Hefter was my best friend, still is to this day. And uh, we did a movie 
based on a book that he wrote called The Grand Energy Transition. And we had the astronaut John Harrington uh, narrate it. And uh, I have to say, I think it's a beautiful documentary on the importance of fossil fuel and on how just we rely, everything is based on fossil fuel industry and natural gas and oil. Uh, we, everything I'm looking at on my desk is made out of plastic, which is made out of uh, oil. I mean, this thought of getting rid of fossil fuels is the most insane thing I've ever heard of. And uh, now we've started a movie, uh, Mark and I, called Sherwood Forest. And Mark, you could tell them about it. You brought me the original project, uh, what, five years ago? Well, that's right. It's about five years ago. And we discussed it off and on and, and really tried to pursue it. And finally decided, instead of uh, making it into a, a major film production, is to look at it from a documentary standpoint. And uh, we have support from the Oklahoma History Center and uh, OERB. And I'm going to miss some of these folks, though, James Day and the Noble Foundation. The Roy Noble Foundation, we went to them about making it as a feature film. And they said, well, we, <laughs> we can't afford $20 million for a movie and we're not in the movie business. But have you thought about a documentary? Because we like the story to be told. And it's nobody knows the story. It's amazing. Uh, we have the, we hired an a actor named Barry Corbin, who, if you're not familiar with the name, and minute you'd hear him or see him, you'd know who he was. And he said, my gosh, I didn't know this story. It's just fascinating. And the recording people at the recording studio called me afterwards and said, why doesn't the world know about this story? It's just amazing. And Mark, I'll let you tell them what the story is. Sure. And I want to mention Barry Corbin. Uh, he's been in over 225 movies, productions. His voice you'll recognize. Uh, definitely a character actor. has been in numerous, uh, of course, Northern Exposure. We've been nominated for two Emmys. And uh, yeah, the film itself, the documentary, uh, Greg Malott, who's the director, has done an outstanding job. And Sean and, and others. Gray, of course, is the is producer. It's, uh, it's set in England. And Sherwood Forest uh, in 1943 time frame. Uh, and uh, the English weren't uh, really up to date on a lot of technology needed to drill oil and gas wells, and uh, especially the oil wells. So they reached out to America and found Noble to help in this effort. And so uh, he stepped forward and put together 44 roughnecks to head towards England. And it was a secret mission because of the war going on. And so in 1943, there was only a, a small amount of production in Sherwood Forest. But these roughnecks worked night and day for a year and a half to have enough oil, uh, several thousand barrels of oil from a few hundred barrels of oil in production, have oil for D-Day. And, and they were just amazing. They had to live in a monastery. Uh, it, it's an amazing story. These guys, well, just think about it. Uh, in 1943, here in Oklahoma, we weren't in the war. We were as far away from the war as you can imagine. And these guys were making a living on oil rigs drilling for oil. And uh, the English got kind of turned down for most part when they went to New York. But they, they felt a little glimmer of interest from this guy named Lloyd Noble. And so one of the English guys found his way to Ardmore, Oklahoma, and just knocked on Lloyd Noble's door and talked him into putting together uh, this contingent of uh, good old boy cowboy roughnecks. 
uh, who, by the way, you know, they, they, they left friends and family and just a, the voyage to England. They were sinking German U-boats were sinking all the ships going across the Atlantic. And the voyage over there was dangerous. And then when they were there, they were hiding uh, under the canopy of trees, drilling these wells in Sherwood Forest, living in a monastery with English monks. And these guys spoke Texas and Okie. They didn't understand the English language. They were fish out of water. And you can imagine what it was for these guys. The, the food was not what they were used to, not enough. It was terrible. And uh, they persevered and they worked for, uh, they drilled a hundred wells in a year in Sherwood Forest. And I think 90 of them or 95 of them produced oil. And that oil refined was enough fuel to fuel the invasion of D-Day. And it's noted that D-Day probably wouldn't have been able to happen had they not had the fuel that these Oklahoma oil guys produced out of Robin Hood's Sherwood Forest. Uh, that that uh, monastery they stayed in was in Nottingham. And uh, they were just, they took a step back in past. And uh, made for a year, and, uh, and and it was all paid for, by the way, by Lloyd Noble. So it wasn't the, the United States; it was a private people doing this for the war effort. That's right. And uh, thanks also British Petroleum for uh, coming up with some archives from 1943 of uh, the drilling and so forth. So that's that was a really great help. In, uh, in our documentary. Well, British Petroleum, they were the partners in this, so they've been furnished with a lot of uh, uh, footage and uh, still photos and stuff. But we did a lot of reenactments. We hired actors to portray these particular oil people that went over to England. So it's more like a movie than a documentary. You actually see what's going on instead of just hearing a narrator talk about it. You see reenactors acting out all the things from their, the problems they had with the food and drilling the wells and getting along with the English people and living with the monks. And it's fun. It's, it's a fun little movie. I know uh, we got started. We had 58 cast and crew. Uh, that's not the normal documentary. Really well done, like I said, uh, by the staff, Greg and Sean, and especially Gray. Thank you for all your efforts. Yeah, Greg Bogart. Sean Lynch and uh, and Mark, uh, you were on the set quite a bit, and uh, I was there every day. I never missed a day on the set. That's wonderful. We appreciate all your efforts. And uh, what's next for Gray? Well, you know, this project, we still now we have all the editing, all the archival footage to go through, and then we have to sync it all up with the narration and with the the uh, the uh, live footage that we shot the the reenactments so we're talking two or three months to get this picture finished and then uh i think we'll work with my friends in hollywood to try to market it outside of just oklahoma i'm going to try to get it on netflix and showtime so that's probably the my next six months is 
still going to be focusing on this movie. After that, we're looking for something to do. Uh, something always comes up, doesn't it? Someone always comes up with an idea. Maybe you'll come up with another idea, Mark. That's a deal. That's a deal. I enjoy, I enjoy working with you and your team, for sure, and uh, wonderful people to work with. You know, uh, what's the future for Oklahoma when it comes to the film industry? I mean, we've got several projects on the way outside of what we're doing. And like you mentioned uh, about the opportunities we have, uh, what can a student that's looking at, at getting into the film industry, how do they go about it? I mean, you know, I'm always getting that question. And they'll say, well, how do I, what do I do? I say, well, call Gray, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but how can they, how, what do they pursue? How do they pursue it? Well, the best way is to come to Oklahoma City Community College and take our digital cinema program and they can they can pick and choose if they don't want to be involved in camera and and uh, camera technique and optics and lighting and all that they might be interested in construction or set building or they might be interested in uh, um, props and uh, gun handling I mean that's really come into focus now these people that handle these guns on the movies look at what could go wrong we train everybody in safety. We train the electricians how not to electrocute themselves. And uh, we teach everybody set etiquette. We are starting next month a program designed strictly for grips and electricians. Those are the crew on the movie that move the lights and the cable and the stands and all the equipment and build the scaffolding and uh, handle the cranes and do all that stuff on a movie and it's it's kind of the heartbeat of a movie they work hand in hand with the camera department and we are having a program that we are starting and they can access it through oklahoma city community college it's a five-week program five days a week and it's total immersion into that when you come out you'll have a certificate and you can get hired on any movie as an electrician or a grip then there's a studio here in town called Green Pastures, and uh, they are in Spencer, Oklahoma, out uh, eastern Oklahoma, east of Oklahoma City. And they took over an old school, and they have a nice little sound stage and a green screen stage. And uh, they have classes from time to time, and they're making low-budget movies there. Uh, they just put it up at uh, Sepulpa, Oklahoma, outside of Tulsa. They put in one of those Mandalorian rear screen LED projection uh, things. It's like the old fashioned uh, rear screen projection, except if anybody's seen Mandalorian, the Disney, it's all you step, you could walk into it practically. It's all LED, uh, the, the, the rear screen projection is uh, about $3 million just for that little 30 feet of a projection. And so we're talking about putting one of those here at uh, down at the Prairie Surf Studios, a million square feet of, of space with tunnels underground connecting them to restaurants and hotels all around the city. It's an ideal spot for a big production. And uh, what we really need in Oklahoma is a big... TV series, like what Breaking Bad did for New Mexico and for Albuquerque, or what uh, Walking Dead did for Georgia. You get one of those big series in here that hires 
of a thousand people and hires all the different crafts around from wardrobe to construction to uh, transportation to hotels to restaurants. It's a major industry and it's a major boom. And our state now gets it and they're behind it and they're pushing for it because, you know, we've got an incredible energy industry here. The oil industry is a great energy but industry, but basically it's our main industry. So nothing wrong with having another industry of entertainment, motion picture, television. So that's what I've been pushing for, and all these new people coming along are doing it. I told those guys at Prairie Surf, uh, Rachel Cannon and uh, Matt Payne, they were my interns years ago. I said, boy, you guys left me in the dust. You've got a million square foot movie studio now. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to their success, and I know that you've been a big part of that. We, we've got a great future here in Oklahoma, and you can tell listeners the passion the Gray has for this industry and the passion for our state. And, uh, you know, Gray has been on several of the, of the radio shows I've had in the past in Tulsa. You can find those on SoundCloud uh, podcast. And this particular podcast, uh, I didn't go into a lot of the history going back to the Godfather days and, and so forth. But if you go back to SoundCloud, you'll hear a lot of history uh, about Gray Fredrickson up to this point. And there's more ahead. So, Gray, thank you for being on uh, National Energy Talk. It means a lot to us to hear from you. And uh, we, we look forward uh, to seeing on the screen Sherwood Forest. And hopefully soon, uh, early spring or at least by early summer, we'll hopefully see that on the screen and on TV. Thank you, Gray, for being on the National Energy Talk podcast. Thank you, Mark. And uh, thanks for all you do. Stay tuned for other podcast episodes ahead. Thank you.